Hey, hey, namaste, my fellow Marvelous Nerds. We are the Marvel Mythos Podcast. I am your host, Brian Byerly. This is Avengers Operation Galactic Storm Part 2. I'm joined by a couple of friends, Jake Shieldbreaker Goff. Hello, everybody. And Jake McCausland. Hey there. This particular episode, we're going to cover Operation Galactic Storm Chapter 12 through 19. And also, we're going to deal with a couple of the aftermath issues in Captain America 401 and Quasar 35 and 36. So there's a lot that takes place, so I'm just going to go ahead and read a gigantic summary of some of the events that I felt like were important, so be prepared or press the little skip button 15 seconds if you want to, <laughs> who cares. Uh, so it starts with Deathbird making it to Hala, the Avengers uh, fight the Star Force, Eldan and Darbin show up only to be murked by Deathbird, then the Supreme Intelligence puts the Avengers on display and imprisons them, claims it was them who killed the leaders, Dan and Ben, that's what we're going to call them for short. Clint tracks down Deathbird, frees uh, Cap's team besides Cap, while Iron Man fights Ronan. After that battle, the Star Force infiltrate the Shi'ar. Thor's team and the Imperial Guard battle Star Force. Uh, Lalandra is listening to Iraqi and wants to kill the Star Force for their assassination attempt, but Thor's team argues against it. Thor ends up losing his temper, and a fight between the Avengers team and the Imperial Guard ensues. Eventually, Living Lightning blasts Iraqi in the battle. And it reveals he is a scroll who has infiltrated the Shi'ar and been manipulating Lalandra all along. Ultimus from the Kree agrees the scrolls could have been manipulating the Kree as well. So speaking of the scrolls, they have commandeered the ship with the Negabomb on it. The scrolls warp through some stargates. The Earth is in massive jeopardy. Binary and Quasar work together to save the sun. Vision and Wonder Man fight over the Negabomb. With Vision eventually seeing the perspective of Wonder Man and conceding to stopping it, Wonder Man and Vision fight the scrolls near the bomb as Iron Man's team shows up and fights outside the ship and into the ship. The bomb ends up detonating. Billions of Kree are murdered. It's really sad. Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) It takes place... (laughs) But, you know, it's the Kree, so who cares? Uh, Cersei pulled some kind of Eternals trick that ends up saving Iron Man's team. Wonder Man and Vision were essentially inside the eye of the bomb and unharmed. And somehow Cap and Deathbird, Atlas, and Minerva survived on Hala. I'm still not exactly sure how they survived, but they did. Cap and Deathbird find out about the Supreme Intelligence's plan from the beginning. Eventually, Minerva reveals she knew about the plan all along. Atlas commits suicide and takes out Minerva in the process. A group of Avengers then decide to try and kill Supreme Intelligence since he is an AI and deserves it, quite frankly. That group is Wonder Man, Vision, Iron Man, Cersei, Hercules, Thor, and Black Knight. I feel it's kind of important to call those out because I think we're going to deal with some aftermath from this decision. Uh, they believe they have succeeded, but the Supreme Intelligence transferred himself before they could. Lavandra shows up and appoints Deathbird in charge of Hollow with the Star Force as her King's Guard. Also, if you did press the fast forward button, thank you for coming back to the show. We're going to get into <laughs> what we thought about it now. So overall, while I take a drink, what did you guys think? Oh, by all means, Jake, you can take this one first. <laughs> I, I don't know. I liked it. I think I liked it better than the first half. Obviously, we're wrapping up some of the stuff that was going on. Um, there were some pretty funny things that happened. There was a lot of serious things that happened. I like the character development. I I agree with Stormbreaker over here that Quasar is the man. It's Shieldbreaker, first of all. <laughs> I changed it for you. You didn't want to be called Shieldbreaker. <laughs> Shieldbreaker is apparently taken. It is taken. That makes me so sad. But it's not taken on this panel, so you can be Shieldbreaker it's all I here. <laughs> so what did you think, Shieldbreaker? I actually can agree with Jake on a lot of that, um, but I will add that I do feel like Quasar is probably the most standout character that we have the entire um, Operation Galactic Storm. 
and I really appreciate the fact that he was written into a comedic role in some of his parts. He was. Yeah, I I think overall Quasar was probably the standout for me, too. I do think in the back half, Captain America probably stood out to me more. The front, the front half, it was Quasar and Wonder, Wan, Wonder Man to me. Um, but the back half, I would agree with you. I, w- I would say Quasar and probably Cap. So I think as a whole series, from start to finish, all 22 issues we read, Quasar literally stood out. I mean, this the effects, I don't think would have happened. The things that happened, would if it was not for him, they would not have you know, unfolded the way they did. I think he was critical in anything that happened in this whole entire series. I can definitely agree with you there. I, I And I think that's partly what makes it feel like it was kind of his story. I mean, there's yeah. some people throughout, but I think overall it feels more like Quasar's, especially how it ends with him it being his decision to leave the Avengers. And obviously we're going to be talking spoilers from all over the story and we're not going to be doing it in any type of chronological pattern, just kind of our thoughts on it overall. But again, I, I think uh, to your guys' point, with the way that it ends with Quasar effectively leaving the Avengers, I think it was kind of like his story on getting back to what he's supposed to be doing, which is being a, you know, a universe protector and not just earth protector. And he's kind of failed at doing that and been focused on the earth. I do like how he struggles with it. Yeah. You can, he blames himself for the, the whole Cree annihilation and uh, yeah, he, I mean, he, I would say, like, literally, he's probably, like, my favorite of all of the people in here, just because of, I would say, not only that, like, him assuming blame, but him finally, at the very end of our story, taking it upon himself to do what he has to to try to right his supposed wrong. Yep. I was confused. So, he has a girlfriend named Karen? I think so, I th- yeah. I think. And her. Yeah. Who is next girlfriend? It's more like her is in love with him, and he's kind of like your name confuses me. Get away! The way he he talks about the her every time, like we just talk about your name every time. Well, I the way I took it as is like uh, sort of as if like for like a Batman situation where Karen is what's his name, real name Warren. Yes, Warren. Yeah, yeah like, so like that's like his girlfriend, and then her is Quasar's girlfriend. Sort of like how Batman has some of his. And oh, you mean his? Okay, his real name is Wendell. Oh, is Wendell? it Wendell? Wendell yeah. Here. Oh. When you're like Warren, I'm like, is there somebody in Batman? No, no, no. no, no. I, I was. I thought no. It's Wendell Vaughn, right? Yeah, that's right. I thought it was Warren Vaughn. This is excellent. Warren Vaughn Strucker. <laughs> it's, I'm pretty sure it's Wendell. You're probably right because I, 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 I can see it. Are you sure? Now that you say it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, once you said it, I was like, that's his name. We could fact check it, but I'm pretty sure. I have no need to fact check. There's no it's, reason. It was Quasar's real name. This is already Wendell. a cluster. <laughs> it's going to continue so, to be. Is this going to be like the girlfriend on each area code? Is that how we're going to handle this? So, Universe Protector, <laughs> Girlfriend on Cree, or now Shi'ar? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I don't think Quasar's that kind of guy. Not but yet. maybe he is. I mean, maybe. I mean, which Who made him the sandwich? Jarvis. Jarvis, Jarvis did. Mm. That was my favorite part in like the whole, <laughs> just smacking away trying to talk. <laughs> I to love it. Like, it was the best. It was literally like the best part for me. Well, I liked that, and the I, whole the whole thing. Not to cut you off, like the whole little part where he's like, "I gotta go," and Jarvis like, "I made you a lunchbox," and he was like, "Thanks." <laughs> and then the next thing, the next scene you you see is literally him in space eating a sandwich. You can't beat that, honestly. Like it, it brings a little bit of levity to the whole situation because it is a pretty serious story and with major um outcomes or horrible outcomes and so to have that in there it did kind of lighten it up a little bit which he was kind of doing that the whole way through yeah and uh i like i was telling you guys a little bit earlier 
I have literally had just been thinking about like how long has this taken place because none of these people have like stopped to eat or do anything. So it was well placed as far well, they, as the time. They did a they did uh, like a little. There was like a little brief clip where they said it was like three weeks that he was gone or something. Like oh, when yeah. he went when he went to like his office, it said like he'd been gone for like three weeks. That's a long time to not eat. Yeah, the first meal he ate was a sandwich. Sure, they had lots of food and space. (laughs) Maybe not stuff he wanted to eat. Uh, So let's see. We had some really big fights that took place throughout this entire thing. So there was the and the the, artwork throughout those fight scenes, and pretty much the whole um, story arc is pretty awesome. The art is on point throughout the whole thing. It didn't really dip in quality, no matter which issue it was or whose franchise. Disagree with that. There was one that did not like. Which Except one? for the last page of Wonder Man. Wonder Man 9. If you notice, everybody had really fat faces. Like, uh, weirdly drawn. They they weren't, like, everything else was kind of the same. And then Wonder Man 9, like, it's just, like, somebody that was trying to be similar to it. But it I, it just, it I didn't like how it started. The last page was really cool. I mean, there was some neat stuff. It just, everybody's faces just looked stupid to me. That's the one where the scrolls are on the ship and they're fighting the scrolls who are trying to get them out of the bomb, right? Or where the bomb is located. I thought... It just, it just felt weird. I don't know. (laughs) I honestly, I hadn't even considered that part of it. I was too focused on after finishing that one, how much I loved the way they drew the bomb. The bomb was pretty awesome. The bomb finished it. And that's where I was like, oh, that's awesome. But the rest of it, I'm like, oh. Are we, in gravi- are we in space and the gravity is inflating our faces? <laughs> maybe. Bloated because they need to eat? Yeah. Or they ate too much space food? Expanded? There you go. They could have. Maybe. Too much sodium in those bags. <laughs> maybe they're retaining water. <laughs> I mean, whatever. These are terrible jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just but throwing overall, right you out are, there. You are right. The art was great. The fight scenes, there was some great fight scenes. I think um, there was a lot of... There was a lot of like inter team fight scenes, which I thought was interesting. Like, you know, the um, like Wonder Man Vision had their fight. Yeah. You know, like this is some of the weird, like we, Thor and, was it Thor and U.S. Soldier? Mm, So Thor fought. It was was like a bicker. It wasn't like a, but it was just like a lot of like inter team confrontation. Thor seems to bicker with everybody. He, he, I think he bickered more with um, Captain Marvel. Than anybody because she kept calling yes. him like a hot head and and because he was like taking the lead and he's like well if I'm if I can't you know act like Thor I've got some big boots to fill so I've got to be able to kind of take charge in certain matters and she didn't seem to appreciate that well then his hot headness or attitude or whatever got them into a fight with the Shi'ar after they had just fought with the Shi'ar because like, he was he was offended because they offended them or something. so basically was- like they worked together to stop the Star Force and then. Lelandra's like, we need to kill the Star Force because they tried to assassinate me and like, I can't allow that. And then the Avengers are like, no, we don't kill. And she's like, this isn't your business. And they're like, well, we helped you. And so she's finally like, well, just Mm -hmm. go to your barracks for now and we'll talk about it later uh, after we've like talked about it ourselves. And I guess when they start to like usher them to it, Earthquake from the Imperial Guard like pushes the back of Thor, like, come on, get moving, man. And then Thor just turns around and hits him because he's so mad about it. If I, if I, in Thor's defense, if I had Mjolnir, I would smack everybody. 
That is true. There's not a chance in hell that I would not just go around just whoosh. And, then, <laughs> and plus, like when he hits people, it's like swack. So if I could hit somebody with a hammer that's mystical, I'm totally doing it. And if it says swack right afterwards, if it doesn't say swack, I'm giving it back. <laughs> <laughs> but that was also because they, they got into the gladiator conversation which then egged uh, on yeah. even further so that's what it was so then they started talking about how he about beat him to a pulp and he was like he deserved it <laughs> yeah. was like the the <laughs> the internal fight that i i i think bothered me the most was the one between like i guess either you're gonna say hawkeye or goliath and iron man yeah. when he hits him with that like taser and it knocks him out and then they're like it's just him carrying him through like a sewer <laughs> and then he wakes up with the other avengers like where am i like where's cap and he's like well, we left him He's he's back there. We'll we'll figure that out later, kind of maybe. But even like that, they said uh, when they go to I- Iron Man, they're like, "Well, how hard did you hit him?" He goes, "As hard as was needed." And it's like, uh, how uh. how hard was it needed to really take him out? He was trying to save his. And you know for a fact that he was down for some hours because he had to carry him through the sewer, find the other Avengers, get on the Quinjet, go into space, and then they were still like. Hey, is he going to wake up anytime soon? And then it was like later on that he woke up. I mean, he wanted to make sure that they had time to, what was it, go through the sewers, find the other Avengers, get, get in the on the Quinjet, Quinjet fly and- around, explain <laughs> the fact that they left Cap and the fact that he has got tasered so hard that he hasn't woken up yet for him to eventually someday wake up. See, that takes a lot of time. So I totally understand why. Yeah, Iron but Man like, did that. I feel like. I feel like Iron Man, his like taser stuff wasn't set at like eight. It was like, <laughs> it was a, literally like at like 20. And Which probably, is surprising because he was on almost on life support. Right. <laughs> but he had enough energy to almost not kill Hawkeye. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, it doesn't say it Listen, all. your continuity errors do not exist, all <laughs> yeah. right? Well, that's a that's an excellent point. They, at no point does it show him recharge, right? No, it just shows that he gets lower and lower and he's like barely alive after fighting Ronan. <laughs> And then next thing you know, oh, we have enough to shock Hawkeye. Don't worry, shock Hawkeye. Fight the scrolls and <laughs> Goliath. Yeah, shock Goliath. Fight the scrolls in space and eventually attack the supreme leader. That's I. I guess two percent of his battery is. He was nine seconds away from self destruction. <laughs> that is what it said, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> nine seconds. No, no, no. And then, well, then no, what, no, what no, happened? Because no, no. we're at this think, one. He was going to destroy himself to take out the bomb. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was percentage. Was it? Because I thought what it was. I thought it was nine percent. I thought there was mm. one scene that was percentage, and it was talking about the survival percentage from what we read before. There but, was. It was like nineteen. It was. It was something low. But, but this then, one was something yeah, different. Yeah, this was when he was fighting Ronan. He <laughs> said, and "Remember, he was like, I'm going to lose, but I will take out everybody with me.'" And he said, I have basically, he set self-destruct uh, yeah. and it was like 10, 9, and then everybody else showed up. And you're like, well, you know, there was a few more seconds before he turned off that self-destruct. But he, but that was like, I think, I think that's when they said it, like his percentage of life to even do that was only like 19 or something stupid. This okay. Small. Yeah. I remember that. And like, he's, he's willing to sacrifice himself to take out Ronan or whatever. And then the rest of the Avengers show up because, uh, Goliath and Deathbird had saved them at that point. I'm also intrigued now that you brought up the they haven't eaten. When did they ever go to the bathroom? That's the same problem I have with every single. I'm just really confused on that because I'm like at no point. And where does where does Captain America and Iron Man like mainly Iron Man? Where does he go to the bathroom? Like he, it's space. It dissolves. He got really upset <laughs> when Cersei messed with his stuff. So I wonder if like he like pees and it, like recycles. It oh, that's somehow. what I'm thinking. Like I think he he has that in his. <laughs> he, goes, suit. he was really upset with her. Like don't mess with my <laughs> don't mess with my equipment. I have to but pee right she, now. She like she insulted his equipment. <laughs> she was like. <laughs> But if I can redo all this, then it's obviously not that great. <laughs> but uh, 
so yeah, that's a, that's an issue I have with a lot of things, whether it's these comics or TV shows or movies, like especially in the show 24. I don't know if you ever watched that or not, but it's all literally supposed to take place within a 24 hour period. And it never really shows anyone taking time to eat, sleep or go to the bathroom. At least I just, all right, Marvel, if you're ever listening to this, I want one time to see one, somebody come out from behind a rock, a rock zipping up. That's what I need. So I wrote down Thor and U.S. Soldier because I get I, that one dude on the Shi'ar. They confuse me. I always think it's U.S. Soldier and it's not. I don't. Is that Earthquake that has like a weird, weirdly similar uniform? No, the Shi'ar guy. I'm trying to think of which one. He's one that I was thinking he fought with internally, yeah. Avengers, but it wasn't. It was just the, it was very similar uniforms. I can't remember his name right now. The guy that he actually helps fight. Yes. Uh, Against the Star Force, right? It's a similar uniform, though. They all yeah, have. There's so and many. I was like, of them. Are you a scroll or are you a Shi'ar? I, I, I will say that that is probably like my only gripe is the fact that we were complaining about the fact that we want to see some Avengers that we've seen, <laughs> and then there was too many. To keep <laughs> there was <up> so <laughs> many. Like I get the fact that they split the teams up, which did help, but then when you've got like certain parts of a issue jumping back and forth i'm like wait a minute who's on this team i don't really remember and they kind of give you a little brief uh i would say like recap like oh yeah we're all over here doing this i'm like oh okay that's the team that's what they're doing i really forgot i won't even lie to you but it then, was hard to keep up with but then it's all these ones that we were wanting to see and then they don't mm-hmm. really do anything on these teams there's it's really just a handful of people that are really making a difference. Wonder Man, Iron Man, Cap. I was say I, I think they did a really good job of showing the team displacement in the first half, and then showing all like the camaraderie developing even in these smaller. Mm-hmm. So like Human Lightning, I kind of like Human Lightning. I feel like he's probably a pretty cool guy. He might be a wussy, maybe he's not, but he had some pretty cool things that he did. You're talking about Living Lightning, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. it's okay. Lightning. There's so many names. There's so, so many names. Warren, and, Wendell, Living Lightning, <laughs> Black Lightning, whatever. It's all Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but like, I liked I liked his part, and I liked when Thor, you know, last time when Thor used him as a human electric shield, uh, or as like a, what do you recall, conductor, and yeah. he basically used him to, and then this time he actually recharged him. Like, he's like, oh, I'm uh, the god of lightning, I'll recharge you, buddy. Like, we're teammates. And I was like, oh, Eric, you're getting more like Thor. Again, I'm... That one, and and cool. the other thing that I liked with Living Lightning is that uh, he got to be the one. And, and of all the ones, I'm like, okay, I would have expected a, a bigger name, at least one I'm more familiar with, mm-hmm. to be the one that uh, zaps um, Haraki or whatever and turn, like shows that he's a scroll, right. been the scroll yeah. the whole time. The old which, dude. Which is a huge reveal, and it takes place, I don't remember. Like, right, because I, 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 I took a screenshot of it when he was like talking to her and like then like her chambers, and I was like, is my dude over there got a dagger he's about to get her with? And then all of a sudden he put it away, and I was like, something's up with this guy. Yeah, he was about to, to murk her right there and then chose not to. And there's another scene, I can't remember which Avenger, but one of them sees him like leaving her chamber in a weird fashion. Yep. And uh, so we kind of get the clues along the way that uh, he's something. But it being the scrolls was, I don't know, a fun twist because it's the enemy of my enemy. So that's what gets the Kree to kind of start to go back to the negotiation table with the Shi'ar. Like, hey, maybe we've been duped all along, too, by the scrolls. Unfortunately but, for them, it was the supreme leader <laughs> who's a Kree of, you know. Which is kind of funny to me. So, like, the Shi'ar came around, and they're like, yeah, these guys, we can forgive them. We can, we can try something to make peace. And then they, they completely ignored talking to the Kree about that. Yeah, so. <laughs> like, they didn't even, they didn't even, like, obviously, the two leaders were killed. Ronan is part of this Star Force team. 
but then they just don't even try but, to do anything. Which with what them. happened with the rest of the Ronin crew? They were just gone. Like I think they, so. they made it a big thing. Like, oh look at look at these guys, and then they were like <laughs> never the, seen from again. <laughs> not even put on the Star Force at all. I'm like. You you could just make your Star Force way better if you got like forty seven Ronins. Well, <laughs> well, they did. They did actually mention him being the supreme accuser. They did mention that, yeah. Because we I talked was, last time, like there's a bunch of accusers, but that was cool. They actually called him out specifically. Well, he might be the last one left now. Well, I would assume so. <laughs> there could be one random guy. It's too yeah. soon. It's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> but to the the Lalandra stuff you're talking about, what really messed me up is she's. After the Star Force battle, she's like, "Hey, you know what? We should, we should parlay." Basically, like I get where you're coming from, and then it picks up like the next issue or the issue after that, where she's like, "Let's kill him." That's not the mentality that you had right before all of this. So I felt like that was a bit of an issue. I think she's following the random signs that keep happening, and if you look at like she was. I want to defend it. But then she has this dude that's chirping in her ear telling her one thing. And then she looks at her Avengers that wants to do one thing and she starts respecting them more and more. And then her team's like, screw these people. Who cares about their small galaxy? You know, like, who cares? And then I think that, like, that just kept so you changing. Think she was doing it to, like, maintain face with her people? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. For I sure. See it. I feel like with um, her sister, like, she, like, seems like, I mean, she kind of mentions it where she was, seemed like she was, like, more of the, like, kill them, kill them now. And then she started to, like, feel more towards like you know there was some sort of like empathetic reason or something so she because she mentioned something about how she was beginning to feel more and more like Lilandra. yeah yeah and then so i wonder if maybe by some chance they kind of rubbed off on each other and then this was also for her to for Lil for Lilandra to maintain face so but then she kind of was like the fact that her sister was around and she was trying to like maybe in a way please her to make her to be the leader that she wants her to be maybe that was that was something that stood out to me when i first read it because it was an interesting dynamic that i didn't anticipate at first and then to to hear Deathbird like saying that she's becoming more like her own sister because Deathbird's very much like i'm just gonna kill you and get what i want and uh so i guess that was something she was dealing with or or growing i guess you could say and then at the end i kind of get the vibe that that just kind of went away because Probably because she was like, I would say like essentially by herself with the Star yep. Force, so she's got to be the hardened leader. I, I do love that Lalandra is just like, you know what? I'm going to give you this whole planet. I'm going to give you your own Kingsguard because I know you're going to try and kill me at some point, and at least now I know where you're going to be. Right. Like, and she was cool with it. Like, well, all right. Yeah. Thanks. Like, she didn't seem super happy about it though. She she mentioned about like her like death. Like this was like a punishment of something like that, which. It reminded me a lot of the Nebula Gamora relationship. Ah, oh, nice. Like, very similar to me. I can see that. Especially with, I don't like, disagree either. Yeah, like, well, like Gamora being, you know, the assassin, right? That's kind of like come around and now she's a little bit better than Nebula's just psycho. You know, the whole thing was very familiar. And now Lalandra. Lalandra has come into this play where she's essentially created this mass genocide. And that's completely against what and now she has to come back from that. It's, I uh, I like your whole your whole comparison there. I did not even consider that, but I really like that. It is very similar to Gamora and Nebula in a I think, sense. I think Jake should be able to make that assumption with everything's guarding the galaxy, like Travis does with <laughs> everything's gambit. <laughs> I like That'd be that. Pretty, pretty we nice are trying to do that, aren't we? <laughs> we are. That'd be great. Yeah. So if you could bring up the Guardians every single time, some way, do uh, love me the Guardians. Speaking of Guardians, the dude with the half glass face reminded me of Martin X. 
<laughs> which, the dude which, with the fork that was going after was it Karen in the bathtub? Oh yeah, it's a random random dude that they didn't talk anymore about. By the, the way, ang- the angler was that his name? <laughs> like this weird fork fork hands. These little things that are set up for like these individual issues that we're not going to cover at this point. But that wasn't related. I don't think so. Like the whole stuff with Karen didn't tie in a galactic storm. It's like, but, a, but she was Quasar's girlfriend. So yeah, I figured, yeah, yeah, I figured yeah. it would have, and it never did. What I mean is, it, it's in the Quasar line. Mm. So unfortunately, Fair like Fair enough. the way we have this mapped out, we will not find out what happened. I kept waiting that. for it to be a scroll because it had the same colors, but uh, its face was like a triangular. And I was like, oh, Martin X is people. Maybe, there wasn't any left. Maybe maybe it is Martin X. Yeah, I hope not. Probably isn't. Brother. <laughs> Clone. <laughs> Pod baby. <laughs> so earlier we did talk a little bit about Cap being the other person that stood out. And I know ultimately it didn't do a whole lot, but I really enjoyed Captain America 400. That's the one where the Supreme Intelligence is trying to assimilate him or assimilate him into oh, his consciousness. And he has to fight through like who he deems the what was it like almost I think it was like ten. I don't oh, know. it was like like a laundry list of like super villains that Cap has to fight, like Red yeah. Skull, yeah, 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 the Viper, that was his name, the Viper, the Cobra. King Cobra, that King, Cobra yeah. King Cobra, like there was just I mean it was everybody, and then they're all like holding his like arms down and stuff, like dude. You, what are you doing? Yeah. Like there's, there's a thousand of you and one captain America calm down. And he still wins. He still won. Yeah. So that's like, I guess the symbol of his will not caving to what the Supreme intelligence is set up for him to fall into. I and did. Then, I did really appreciate when he was like, uh, who was it that, that let him go? Um, um was it, um, uh, Patrick, Patrick? Yeah. Uh, and he was like, He's like, take off your mask, and he took it off, and then it was just literally like nose down, like no, nose down, lips, and then like his like beard, goatee. And he's like, something's not right because I don't even know your identity, so therefore this has to be like an illusion. And then, then they show the oh, that's this, right, yeah, and the intelligence is holding him. You see him like putting the the pieces together throughout the fight because he's like. There's no way you would be here. Why would you be here? I'm I'm on Hala or whatever, and like <laughs> yeah. this makes no sense. And then they're like, "Well, we were teleported here to fight you." And he's like, "Well, that's stupid. He would just kill me if he wanted to kill me." So yeah, I liked that scene. I liked. Isn't that was that who GSP plays in Winter Soldier? I mean, he is in there. So I mean, it have to, it would have to be him. I think that's the I think that's the role that he he plays. But I can't remember right we need now. Not here. We do. Because yeah. he'll know. I did like that scene, though. That was probably one of the highlights of this whole series was those fights. They did a great job with the art. It was neat fights. Uh, I really hate the Supreme Intelligence, so I, that didn't <laughs> help me at all with that. I got, but. I got him in that, that other thing that was in the Star Force. Star Force. I got that mixed up. I was like, does he have a body? Or the, well, that's, you, mean, you mean the, the, the Supremor? Supremor yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I guess he would call himself Supremor. That's cool. I think he was and created then, based off the Supreme Intelligence when the Supreme Intelligence ruled uh, Hala. Okay, that would make sense. I'm pretty so. sure. Because he's like, I see, I see the, what they say, I see the resemblance or something like that. Just yeah, like, and it's like it's a, a freaking computer. <laughs> it's a tip that they have to, to not, that someone's not right. Right. Because he looks like him and... um. Yeah, I, so when you say you hate the Supreme Intelligence, do you hate him as a villain, or do you hate him uh, like as a character, or what, what do a you mean? A little bit of everything. So I don't like him back to Captain Marvel, and I'm probably getting facts mixed up because that happens, but I'm, I feel like I remember him being part of the reason that Captain Marvel got powers in the first place. 
Um, so like there was a lot of issues with Marvel being after like a protector of the universe, protector of the, of the Earth that the Kree disagreed with because their whole intent was to scout the Earth to take over or see the worthiness of it. And when he ended up like getting like his power of uh, uh, cosmic awareness and all that, I feel like supreme intelligence was a big part of that. He was also on the other end part of like leading Ronan the Accuser to kill him. So there was like a mix of the two. And in fact, he's a computer just irritates me like a literal computer, <laughs> not like an embodiment, like a literal <laughs> screen all the time. I don't know. It just, it just bothers me. I don't know. Didn't what. they say at some point that there's some type of, what did they call it? Was it, was it flesh? Was that the word they used towards yeah, the it end? It looked like a brain something. or something that was organic. What did they say? Organic. organic Is that material. the word? And that's when they, yeah. So. Basically Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We're going to call him the, uh, <laughs> what was it, Ego or Ego? Ego. Ego. Well, he was a whole planet. But when you went down the surface, that's basically what Supreme um, Intelligence is. That whole, that whole like brain part of that planet that was ruling the whole entire planet. Oh, like, that's yeah, that's yeah. kind of how I picture this, and I okay. just don't like it. <laughs> okay. Now I see the, the obscure connection that you have there, uh, because everything's Guardians for you. <laughs> yes, I love uh, it. This is so good. <laughs> I wanna, uh, there's one of the ones in the Avengers West Coast. I liked the whisper bubbles that they did the dash lines to indicate whispers. Mm. Have you picked up on that? I mean, I just I thought it was, pick up on it was that. random. But like, when everybody would whisper, they'd be like, "Oh, you're talking too loud." You see the dashes around the bubbles to indicate they're whispering. Like when they were in the those three random villains were in the woods that were looking. Oh at Cap- yeah, I did. Oh, hold they on. Were, they- I actually, I, I was actually going to mention that because I was like, you just got. Like Spider Woman just walking around, and then there's <laughs> she's like having this like moral contemplation about the fact that like her like I guess ex husband or her like her child's father like has her daughter, and she's like oh like oh this is gonna be so bad that but my daughter would know that I'm out here doing this I just haven't seen her in a long time hopefully she's not too mad at me and then you just got someone like if she saw us what are we gonna do we have to kill her and then and then they just sort of like beam me up and they left. I was like, what was the whole point in that? Like, they like to set up things for future issues, I guess. But well, hopefully, it's not like your X Men episode and takes two years because I'm not going to remember this because how much crap was in here. There's a Spider Girl. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I don't. I hope it's not like that. The Sionic webs are legit, though. They are. They are amazing. But why, so why was she loved by, like, you get, I don't know, that's like the weak team, and then she's sitting there, and I'm like, well, she And I, I was helpful. really kind of annoyed by the fact that they don't really, like, say much of what's going on. It would, like, cut back to, like, a page, but, like, uh, everything's fine on Earth. <laughs> back to Hala. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it's kind of like one of those, like, when you have a commercial, uh, like, in the middle of, like, something on, like, a wrestling show, and there's, like, the little box up there, and then it's, like, by the time that you come back, everything that you've looked at is already gone. So it's just, like... On ha- on Hala, it's an entire like you know civilization is getting ready to get wiped out. On Earth, nothing. We got no. They're they're fine. Jarvis is making sandwiches, and uh, <laughs> Quasar's eating them, and-, and that's all we got to say about Earth. <laughs> so the random thing I was trying to those those three people in the woods. I like how they refer to them as the West Coast Avengers, not the Avengers. They refer to them as West Coast. Yeah, so they is there they, a technical difference? Like, I mean, I know the Avengers separate themselves, but does the world know them as two different entities? I guess. Like, that's the only thing that kind of makes sense. Do you sense think anyone there? gets really upset? <laughs> like, damn, I was hoping that the East Coast showed up. We got West Coast. <laughs> like, oh man, we're doomed. 
Aren't you on the East Coast team? I don't think you're allowed to be on... Have you signed the waiver? <laughs> have you seen the East Coast team? I think I'd probably rather have the West Coast team. Well, you know, you know, it's going to get real bad because it's like... Oh, rage! Which, oh, which exactly. You saw that he was mentioning here, right? Where was it? The, I don't the remember. The list where Captain America was reading yeah, off the screen. Yeah, rage is one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, of course he's not. He's 14 and he's now part of the New Warriors. <laughs> Nobody cares about him anymore. Can we not have him... Of like the seven people that are active, the why is he on that list? Who cares that much about Rage? Well, I mean, it's just I, I think the database. Should, I think they should have like done like a little throwback, a little like you know throwback Thursday or whatever, and be like inactive fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that we know, that we remember why he's not on there. We don't call him Rage. We just call him fourteen. <laughs> Captain America's like, listen here, fourteen. It's not going over too good. You're out. Come back in four years. New bro. Warriors are bust. Get your mom to sign the waiver. God. Uh, so no, his grandma's got a sign because he lives with her. Oh, that's right. The grandma that says you too soon, Brian. Don't talk about your, mom. your name is your name is stupid is what she basically says. <laughs> she, like, you wear that rage on your back like it's a moniker to live by, and then he's just like, yeah, I feel like crap. Thanks, grandma. <laughs> grandma, you're I'm the 14, best. I've got hormones, grandma. <laughs> Leave me alone. It's another random thing since we're on a random base. The girl, this random story with Kayla Ballantine being attacked. <laughs> She's attacked by this fork thing that then gets destroyed by this random entity that protects her. Yeah. Not that I care about that. I love that she said he was about to go Norman Bates on me. Yeah. <laughs> or no, he was about to Norman, well, Norman Bates me. And I was like, holy crap, there must have been something more than the Bates Motel that I know of today. Wow. Right. You're young anyway. Uh, oh, that was a wow! Like you don't agree with me because you no, probably know no, different, no, different like, Bates. Well, no, no, on no. On a scale of one that, to ten, if we were like, in, if we were in the Bates Motel right now, I would rather get killed by the butcher knife than the fork creature, because that would be a lot of poking and prodding. Yeah, but you have I, a better chance with the fork creature because if you get stuck between the forks, you survive. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's so much truth in both of those statements. <laughs> so, so I'll pull, pull us back to this episode. The same same issue episode. Uh, binary. Yeah. She's freaking awesome. Binary is awesome. I don't know if we talked about this I'm on not, the podcast. I'm or? not sure about the... Well, he, Brian mentioned that it was that it was Carol that was Carol before, but like when... I don't understand how she took the, the black hole that was on her son, and then she was like, by the way, I've got these white hole powers, but I don't know what that means, but whatever it is, is sweet as hell so what she said she creates a vacuum that basically absorbs all the antimatter and because of the way it's because it's antimatter and with the vacuum it creates bright light whereas a black hole is basically a collapsed planet right which is just nothingness i don't know what antimatter is but apparently it's white <laughs> uh it's probably I, I don't know if it is like at it least is. in the comics it is so it works in the Whatever it is, your power is awesomeness, and I appreciate it. Thank you, binary. Then she's wiped out. Like, oh, yeah, I would be just, too. She just, she just like creates this this whole like white hole, and then just takes a nap. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great because her and her, her and her <laughs> were having an f- actual fight over by the Stargate, and then her puts this awesome web of sorts that she blocks the Stargate. She blocks binary from going through which that was freaking cool like that art was really neat that she was literally blocking this with some kind of stasis i don't know what you want to call that but i was like man look at good for you and then and then the super scroll comes that's when super scrolls attack he then knocks her into her own web that shoots her i I thought it shot her through the stargate 
but she shows back up very quickly, so probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not sure. I don't remember that. I, I know what you're talking about, like, with the whole scene, but I don't remember. <clears throat> I, I do also have a part. question for you, Brian. Are the quantum bands that Quasar have... This is more of a question for Jake. Is it? Does he's, he know more about Quasar than you? He knows more. Well, I, I just figured since you were like the Marvel expert, you would know. When it comes to Captain Marvel and the the bands, I'm very limited knowledge. Okay, well then I'll, 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 it'll be a general question. Yeah. Are the quantum bands, are they essentially like Iron Man, not Iron Man, uh, Green Lantern's like power ring? Because he just like, in one of them, he like makes a big pair of scissors. That was amazing, by the way. I screenshotted that because I was freaking. <laughs> I did, I did too, and I was going through my my like screenshots, and I was like, "That's a big pair of scissors." I need to ask about that. And then the treadmill and his own <laughs> yeah, issues. Like, like, what the? Cr-? Anyway, he, it just, it gives him the ability to essentially um, change matter or cosmic energy, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so like. Captain Marvel was cosmically aware, and he would always be like, oh, I'm cosmically aware. And yeah, I did, just, I, did, I did realize that he always said that. So. <laughs> and his face will turn black. And like, so that's why it was like Quasar. You see like his cape that he's wearing. It will be that black with the stars. That's when he turns cosmically aware, and he's usually saying something pretty insightful when that happens because um, they're kind of looking deeper. And so the quantum bands are very similar to the neg bands that Captain Marvel had, hmm. which was how they were going to use it to trigger that bomb, using okay. those neg bands. Because that basically, that was a direct, it would replace, basically put you in this negative zone. Um, okay. So the quantum bands just get you the ability to basically do whatever you want. It's like a catch-all. So, so other, kind of. So kind of. Yeah. And also he should be a better Avenger. Yes. That we know of. He could well, be amazing if he used all that stuff all that's, the time. That's why I guess he deals with the whole, it's my fault, I should have been it's, out there. Okay, okay. Maybe, because... Because I was like, at the same time, like it kind of is like a throwback to when there was the other Quasar. Because I'm assuming it's two different Quasars, because from when we did the, the Thane Ector episode, he used the quantum bands to break open that shield. I was like... What are the quantum bands? I don't understand. And then now I'm watching. I'm like, those are a big pair of scissors. He's about to cut some <laughs> some bomb tethers on. <laughs> like that, like the big green, like the big yellow couch thing he made. Like yeah, like uh, I'm th- I'm thinking that in other words, uh, Quasar might be my new favorite Avenger because. I honestly, I mean, I'd like to read this series sweet. with him because I like this Quasar a lot. Like he just has a fun personality. He's got a lot of cool stuff going on. His powers, he can do it. I, he can do everything. And he eats sandwiches. He does. He does. He does act, he's a real person. <laughs> Except what? for, he was wearing that stupid breathing mask again randomly in this thing. Did you notice that? I did. I didn't want to What was that, it. the communication thing? Remember? It's, he wasn't it's talking to anybody. Oh. oh, no. He wasn't talking to anybody. He was just hanging out in space by himself. And the next thing you know, he's wearing the Cyclops goggles. Yeah, I, I noticed the... Obviously, I noticed the Cyclops goggles. <laughs> uh, but... That was to protect from the sun. He was literally. Well, I, yeah, I understood that. <laughs> that made sense to me. Uh, I did think, visually speaking, it was really neat seeing. I guess was it like his cape or whatever that he had wrapped around him that was showing like the cosmic awareness mm-hmm. when he uh, saved binary or whatever. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. In the sun. Yeah. Like, I thought that was visually striking, like that. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know what it was. I, was I like, thought, it was "What is <laughs> grabbing her?" And then all of a sudden, it's like faces, like in the, yeah. in the next one. I was like, "Oh, right." I thought Quasar, my cool. dude, he was going to sacrifice himself again for everybody. He's like, "I will make this work because I can't afford, you know, we can't afford for the star to go boom." And so he basically is trying to take the matter out to quantum jump it away. I, I was a little confused on that whole logic. If there was logic, I'm dude. He's got he's got big yellow scissors. He doesn't need logic. It's comics, man. Like they try and make things scientific. And I mean, they we, just I mean, we literally, we literally got to watch the uh, 
the Avengers blow up and then somehow Cersei made them into <laughs> lower life forms that the bomb didn't want to happen to kill them. And then she was, and then, you know, who's the other Eternal that's with her? Or the, oh, crap. Um, Crystal? Oh, my gosh. No, it wasn't Crystal. It was... Was uh, it Eros? Oh, yeah. Star Star Fox or something? And then he's like, oh, deduced what happened. We did this movie. (laughs) And he puts his hand on them, and then they're all awake. Like, okay. Yeah. That's what we're doing. I'm I'm really glad we didn't have to wait. I know. Like, I kind of was like, crap, now everyone's dead, and we're going to get this long, drawn-out, like, how do they all come back? Nope, literally, it was like two panels. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, it's a, tr- it's a, it's a Jedi mind trick. You're alive. Gotcha. <laughs> and literally no explanation of how Cap, Deathbird, and then Minerva and Atlas survived. I'm thinking that basically uh, the rubble from the building fell on top of Cap, and since he's Captain America, it didn't crush him, and so therefore... That was like, oh, this is just rubble over here. We don't want to mess with you. You're rubble, and and then he stayed alive. Yeah. So anyone, any Cree that was inside of a building and the entire but that that's the other twenty percent. If you remember, At- Atlas and Minerva got their powers from that random thing on Earth that was in the cave. Oh yeah. So they have special powers, which would as opposed to the regular. They, they also that- made themselves like a lower bacteria, basically, and then um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're still around. They're hanging out with Which, Thane. While we're talking about bacteria, Miner- yeah. No, while we're talking about Minerva and how do you say it? Atlas? Atlas. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, I just, I can't, I can't live with myself. I'm gonna hit the self-destruct bomb. You guys might want to step back. It's gonna be a big explosion." And there was literally just like a steam pile after Minerva jumped on him. And I was like, "That's a big explosion." <laughs> I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, Cap, you need to like, step back. He just warned you. Yeah, he, and then he literally it was like, it's gonna, it's gonna, I'm gonna blow, and it's gonna be a big one. Run away. But let's have a and conversation. Then no one, of course not. No one moved. <laughs> they just survived this neg bomb. And I feel, I feel like it was, it was at that point, Thor should have been like, well, that was anticlimactic <laughs> because there was nothing. It was literally just a big steam pile. I think there was a speck of dust in there too. They left it like there was like a little particle, of like a toe. <laughs> And then, yeah, it was ridiculous. I don't, I don't even have words for you how pathetic it was. I don't, I don't. I think, uh, I think that mostly covers everything leading up to the final part of that of Galactic Storm, which is where they all decide. Oh, I want to say that I, I want to retract my statement that Wonder Man is not my favorite since he became a babbling baby. Jesus. The last what? part of just all oh, I kept yeah. talking about was. Oh, Vision! You know Wanda still loves you, and uh, if one part of me, and it was it was really dumb. I was like, Wonder Man, you were so cool at the beginning, and then the last like twelve issues, essentially, I'm just going to say he's an idiot, That's, even though he's not even in it. Yeah. He doesn't even die. He gets exploded in the neg bomb too, and they're like, I we're don't so, get it. We're so close. <laughs> I don't understand. We're like Hiroshima. We're right in the middle of it. And we just we're fine. I'm oh like, yeah, they they said it was like uh, we were in the middle of the storm basically, <laughs> and we're still alive. <laughs> okay, and they did. They did bring up Hiroshima. And, they did. Uh, yeah, was is there, there a building nearby or something? I think there was one building. And right the, in the other work on this bomb. I'm sorry. Like, I would be okay if I died from this bomb. <laughs> and that <laughs> bomb was crazy and cool. Then, I mean, if you if people can actually get in here and get the Marvel Limited app, if you look at that, he's about three feet from the bomb, maybe. And then he's like, "Yeah, we were in the middle of the bomb. It's cool. We're alive." He's Wonder Man. He's already died. And he died again. Vision basically kills him. And then he comes back because he has a oh, will yeah. to live. 
Which was interesting. Was, uh, he's like, I have the will to live. And he like gets up. <laughs> Isn't that what convinces Vision to listen to him? Yes. Because he's like, oh, I don't understand what life and death means. Which, which Apparently is kind of, you kind of do. cool. That was kind of, an, it was weird because like you just killed your dad or somebody. <laughs> dad? Well, old Vision, old, it was kind of his, yeah. Because there's a part of Wonder Man in Vision, but he's like, he kills him and he comes back. Like, I have a will to live. And he's like, oh, because you know the truth of death, you should make this call. It's like okay, <laughs> <laughs> and and making the call, whatever, amounts to nothing because the bomb goes off anyway. Which uh, I have to say, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm reading the I'm reading the exchange on the ship when they get the other Avengers. Star against Captain Marvel. Star Fox, why don't you come join the others? There's nothing you can do. I know, Captain. It's just that I can't shake the feeling that I'm missing something. That, of course. <laughs> and he's like, seriously, you clever girl, you. We Eternals played this game, uh, this game as children centuries ago. And then he's like, it's time to return to the land of the living, Avengers. Great. <laughs> <laughs> the part that got me the most of this whole series when I thought Quasar died, when that neg bomb goes off and you uh. see Quasar and he's like inches from the bomb and he just has some comment that he makes about like, oh, I was so close. And then he just poof. And I'm like, no, like I'm literally reading this. I'm reading this <laughs> at work in the bathroom, and I literally went no. And then I had to realize to catch myself. Like I'm in a public space, but I was like, no way. And then of course, like, like you said, a page later, you realize he's still alive. Uh, I wonder cool. what anyone near you was thinking at that moment. Like, still what's going on with long. this guy? I, I, I hope it was like that scene from Austin Powers. Like, who does number two work for? He's like, no. <laughs> Uh, speaking of that scene where you thought Quasar was dying from the entire series, I think those few pages are probably the things that stood out to me the most visually. It was very reminiscent of in Thanos quest when he snaps the finger and like you see the devastation throughout and all the different people have vanished and you get those like four or five pages, you know, like Spider-Man seeing, half the world gone and realizing, you know, maybe Mary Jane's gone too. And it was very reminiscent of that for me. And I, like I said, I think visually speaking, it was probably my favorite of the entire arc. Um, I don't know if you guys even cared about it, but just thinking about like the devastation that came from the bomb, I don't know that, that hit me more. So I was feeling bad for the billions of lives that were lost, not Quasar, but apparently Quasar means a lot to you. Quasar was the first impact. Like he's he's close to our hearts at this point, and the first thing you see is Quasar is caught in the fire. Uh, just well, I guess because I structured this and I knew that we had two issues of Quasar after this, I'm like, yeah, he's fine. I mean, or maybe it was Kayla taking up the the mantle because she was actually like she was getting the powers. I because this is true. Clearly, this is clearly the second Quasar we've seen since. Is it? Nectar. I thought it was the same. He just doesn't wear like the mask. Different. I guess he just dyed his hair blonde and grew it long, whatever. So, okay. Um, I will say that since we're getting, I guess, sort of closer to the end, mm-hmm. I feel ridiculously horrible for Captain America. Because, because he's, he's got like PTSD since like the other, <coughs> like the Avengers, like basically like we're like, we're going to go on ahead and kill the Supreme Intelligence. Um, and then he like holds this meeting and literally nobody okay. shows up. And, and, so, and ethics meeting. So let's okay. Back before up. we get into that, I do want to to finish up the Galactic Storm with the the team that goes to attack the Supreme yeah. Intelligence because you get that 
little back and forth where they are arguing over whether or not they're going to take a life or not. And Cap is staunchly like, no, we're not. And you get that small team, uh, specifically Black Knight, which I thought was interesting because they kind of foreshadowed it earlier when they were having a fight and they're losing. I think it was against the Star Force and Cap's there. And Black Knight says to Cap, I'm about to turn my sword to whatever it was. To, yeah. He, when he said it, it kind of reminded me of Buzz Lightyear. He's like, I've turned my laser from stun <laughs> to kill. And then Cap was like, no, don't do it. <laughs> and yeah, you know, so now Black Knight is Buzz Lightyear for me forever and always. So Buzz Lightyear is one of the ones that says, hey, let's go kill him. And he's actually the one that delivers the, the killing blow. So. Oh, and it was like an epic scene because he was. does and then you see this like big like bright light shoot out of it and i was like holy crap i mean he was like and then just beam of light just just blast out which i guess ended up being him, him teleporting out yeah but you know what the beam of light went up and then a little beam went away and that was because uh, okay. like that you're right that huge explosion then you're like yeah. and then a little bit of thing and it's so like there. right before all that, they kind of get the idea that it's organic or whatever, or maybe living partially. And they or, still didn't have a problem killing it, well, except for Thor. I thought Thor there was, was a little. Too. Yeah, they Thor were, was the only one like having a a tough time with it. They're like, you're on your own, buddy. Because yeah. <laughs> no, because he said he said, can you help me out? Right? He said like, will you help? And Thor said, I can't, I can't kill this. Then now that I know it's organic or something like that. Yeah, that, and mm. so there was that whole little dilemma there, and I guess at that point it's too far. You're committed. I wonder if that means that they just aren't going to speak of that again. You know what I mean? Like, hey, remember the time we found that organic tissue and killed it? <laughs> maybe not. Maybe. Are you Eric or Thor? <laughs> and, and, and meanwhile, still Captain America. Like at that moment, you knew that Captain America was getting like PTSD. Like he was like, I I can't keep the the team together. They mm-hmm. won't listen. They won't follow my lead. Like that's I'm like supposed to be the I guess the figurehead and it just, you could just see it was like messing with him beyond yeah. Cause belief. this was like a slow transition from even like before the series got into cap was struggling. I mean, he's like, we can't keep Avengers. We have all these, you know, these random Avengers. Like we just, I want this station. And then like, he's just struggling with these people that don't want to be part of the Avengers team. And now he's leading people into space and people don't want to listen to him. He's like, guys, like I'm leading you guys. And you're it's a heartbreak on his face. Yeah, that's an excellent point about everything that we've kind of been reading to this point is was leading up to this for Cap. And so just a little bit of background, because I think we we discussed all the stuff from Operation Galactic Storm, but I don't think I gave a little snapshot of what happens in Cap 401. So in this, to, to Shieldbreaker's point, Cap is struggling with everything that's taken place, and he feels like he's out of touch and he wants to hold a meeting. The ethics meeting. The ethics meeting. And there's like a, obviously there's a few people he wants this meeting to, to be for Iron Man. Yeah. Iron Man, Black Knight, Black Knight. Thor, you know, everybody that was part of that death team, Cersei. And so it ends up, I feel like Captain America probably has done a really nasty email to death. Bird. was <laughs> <laughs> like, just, <laughs> and you've let my team not follow my lead and they killed somebody. Thanks. Reply all. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, he definitely, he definitely, he definitely CC Tony Stark in that one. <laughs> so, so pretty much no one shows up. There's like a handful of people that do show up. Hawkeye and Natasha. Natasha, of course. Which yeah. I don't understand because she wasn't even in the. 
I know she's the, like, but it, show, it shows her support of, of Cap no matter what. Well, but I mean, she wasn't. Well, like, she wasn't even on the team that stays home. She was no, just gone. Which, which is why he says he's like, "You weren't part of this." Well, and he's like, "He's like these aren't the people I want in here." And it's not. This is wasting my time. He's like walks out. I really wish that Jarvis was there too. Like he's like. So there's four people. We With like four sandwiches. I, yeah, there's four. <laughs> yeah, there's four sandwich five because he's gonna eat himself. He'll probably make them for everybody. The Jarvis would have sandwiches. For oh everybody. man, there'd be a lot of empty seats with just sandwiches chilling on top of them. <laughs> and then Jarvis is real sad. Like, I'm, don't I, forget, I spent all this time making lunch. <laughs> don't forget, yeah, Eric so, showed up because he was hungry. He did. Then, he did show up. He was like, "Where's the sandwiches?" I'm, and that, I'm sorry. The chick and human is like, his sandwiches are crap Cer- anyway. Cer- no, oh, the, no, the, no, oh, the maid. Yeah, whatever her name. Is. We're, we're, we're just throwing, just throwing really? back. Yeah, we are. We are. But um, yeah, like it was really like it was really kind of sad because like. I feel I feel like Captain America is the type of person when he comes out for an ethics meeting, comes out with like I don't know, like the Star Spangled Banner playing or something. <laughs> and then he comes and then he comes it's out like waving the flag. Yeah, like he comes out draped in the flag and then he just <laughs> like Rocky. He walks up yeah, he walks up <laughs> he walks up to the walks up to the podium and then he just sees three people, probably Jarvis in the corner, and then he's like Well, this is what we've come to now, Avengers. Ethics. Yeah. <laughs> 101. And then he just is like, see ya. Screw yeah, guys. He's just like, <laughs> I'm sorry I've wasted your time. And then everyone's like, wait, what's going on? And he goes to his room and then you see just Thor just break in. Sorry I'm late. Jarvis, where's my sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do and an answer to the comments that wasn't actually stated about the sandwich, but we're adding it anyway. We are. We are. Like, like, like when they I, did haven't, the- I haven't eaten this today and it's already like six o'clock. So. <laughs> what was it? It had like an asterisk like R&R and it was like rest and relaxation yeah. and i was like what well the i think the one part that that made me laugh i i think i took a screenshot but it was like it literally had the asterisk and it was like you've already been referred to this previous <laughs> yeah. issue enough you know what's going <laughs> on you like, catch the drift in america 401 or something <laughs> right like that. yeah yeah it was like you could you catch the drift uh so he goes back to his room and then clint is told was it natasha that's like get yeah. cheer him up so he takes him to a bar and Cap's like, Which I I, I've never been happy at a bar ever. <laughs> but, and it's not even like a, it's a, it's a dive bar, basically. Yeah. He, he says there's three types of places. There's like a, there's like, three types of bars or something like a like. club, your regular one. And then like the shithole that's like, Hey, this is where we're going to go. And that's what this was. Yes, it was. <laughs> and then he's like, you need to drink. And he's like, I don't drink. I'm a role model. And then I feel like Captain America went up. He's like one nice tall glass of milk, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what he would drink but soy milk please and then and then the, watching my figure and then the twist i guess for this issue is tony stark shows up which why in the blue hell is tony stark in this dive bar but that was my favorite part i loved that part that i was, wonder if it was like a secret meeting but otherwise i'm like does tony stark on just a random thursday just decide that he's gonna go to a dive bar i mean he, he's he's no, he, he was said that, he was uh, seeking out cap yeah he was he was looking to apologize i didn't read that part i really yeah. i really liked my idea better where he was like hey it's thursday i'm gonna go to this bar Wasn't over that here natasha tipped him off that he was there with clint yeah yeah I think so, so like i love that because there's been this i wouldn't call it hatred but there's, there's been this feud for a while and i'm a huge iron man fan and i hate when those two fight and it's clearly taking a toll and and iron man realizes he's like we're two different people but like we're on the same team and i wanted to apologize i thought that was really cool to see that i really just imagine like michael bolton music or something and it's cap it's captain america like just at this at this bar by himself and then it's just tony stark going through all their frequent hangouts trying to find him and he's like he's like going in and they find like busting the door and he's like cap there you are uh yeah and so and then Tony starts recounting everything that's you know like yeah, that yeah. he screwed up on, and Cap's like, "Yeah." And then there was, 
And then he keeps going. And then there was, oh, and now we're to just the last few weeks. Okay, good so job. So now we're, so now we're, now we're basically at, uh, <clears throat> what is that movie? Dude, where's my car? He's like, and then, and then finally, cap- and then Tony Stark's like, there's no Dude, and then. Sweet. He's like, and then. But then, and then, and then he's like, and then I'm sorry for leaving you. And he's like, oh, I, I, to- I, I totally understood <laughs> yeah. that. That's fine. I, was I, like, like, I get that, bro. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. Okay. <laughs> And then he orders a Diet Coke, and then they have a comment about he's recovering alcoholic. alcoholic. So I thought that stood out to me, because it's like he's tracking him down to apologize, and it's so important to him to apologize that he's going to go into an area of weakness. That's how I took it. I didn't think about that. That's awesome to me. Like It just shows how uh, crucial he felt that that conversation was and needed to take place. (laughs) Clearly, you guys didn't notice that at all. No, I didn't didn't notice it, but I I just keep thinking... like the like Cap is a recovering milkaholic. It's just Cap doing shots of milk. And now all I can picture is Iron Man in full suit just dashing through an entire street of windows like it was the right bar. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So they should do a flashback of Captain of, of like not Captain America, but of Iron Man. He's just like crashing like weddings, but he's drunk in the suit. Uh, Captain see, America. Has anybody see seen issue three forty seven for when so Captain this America. this conversation with Tony and his apologies lets him know that everything's all okay and it, it snaps it him ends back with a out handshake, of it. right? It does. Yeah, and they so. basically both say, "Let's let bygones be bygones and start over," and which, start uh, which is kind of how it ends. So Cap's in a better place, and then for the Quasar issues, there's kind of a lot with Quasar basically saying his goodbyes, but ultimately it's about him. Trying to honor the the dead Cree by going to the ceremony that Which takes is awesome. place. It is, mm-hmm. and then the 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 commuter or whatever I can't remember his name, but he so communes if, with the dead. If anyone here plays video games, the last two issues of Quasar was essentially Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what happens. Like, there's a bad guy that gets powered up from somebody else and, from Souls from Souls, and then it becomes a Soul Eater. And then you have to fight it, and it's the size of twelve planets. <laughs> it's massive, <laughs> and it and this and this one this one person about five nine and probably weighs about one hundred and sixty five pounds. Blonde hair, blue eyed. Use, uses his quantum bands to somehow <laughs> kill it or make it puke or something, and uh, all the souls are alive. Can well, you do uh, all of the fact. synopsises from now on? Or so? I do like that. Because <clears throat> except for he did not, he basically just convinced the souls mm-hmm. that they were that they deserve to rest well they thought they right? were in they their thought, yeah they thought they were in i their think eternity. he made them puke and then the souls <laughs> were like thank you and go with that yeah i so did the, find it interesting that this ginormous thing though right is the size of planets it's no different than these eternals and all this, but it's just a random soul eater it's just random why is there a watcher nearby why well, is there something nearby well watcher maybe but i guess it was who's the, like <laughs> well it does crease <laughs> no one needs you anyway so i guess it just happened because he was like a, a, a normal size i suppose and then the billions of souls like that's true okay. basically blew him up. yeah made him become gigantic and again there's not a ton that is relevant for us this was like the biggest part because he does eventually convince the Cree souls to um, fight for themselves and not give in to this kind of similar to how Cap fought the supreme intelligence mm-hmm. and uh, and then so the big giant soul leader is defeated because the souls refuse to be part of him but the key there wasn't that they were defeated the key was this was Quasar's first act as being a protector of the universe uh. Yeah, he had you know he was basically an Avenger protecting Earth. That's his has his number one priority, and he's now released these billions of souls that have been arrested. Now he still feels like he just slaughtered them because they officially died now. But 
that was like he alluded to like this is the first thing he's really done as a protector so that was kind and of he cool. also took That's a, a good point he also took a page out of a parent book where no means no so then they were like he was like i'm gonna eat you the <laughs> the the souls were like no and he went well all right drop then, it <laughs> drop it <laughs> and so that ends the quasar yeah i mean there wasn't a whole lot that i wanted to talk about that one and soul eater her was hanging around yeah her and then her the, the, sounds that, the guy who he runs with like literally like he runs i don't know what his name on, is on a yellow treadmill that's made from the quantum bands which is who i kept thinking was his fantastic. son which was i don't know why i got that random but, but it's also his like roommate that's okay and um yeah, he's pretty cool. So him, I guess he's got his own little team, and he's run. He's got a guy who runs on yeah. a cosmic treadmill, and then her, and that's how it ends. And I think that's a great way to actually end it is them standing together. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, just and hanging out, God baby yeah, in space. Epoch, don't forget Epoch. Oh man, Epoch's awesome. Epoch is kind of awesome. Uh, it almost makes me want to read Quasar just for Epoch, but it kind of does. Yeah. So uh, last time we started or incorporating a rating scale into this so let's keep that in mind and now that we're we're doing this after having read the entire uh, operation galactic storm i want to do it for as the, a whole as a whole yeah so all 22 issues that we read and remember the grading scale is one to three is it's trash banish it throw it away get rid of it never read it never touch it uh four to seven being like a borrow it from the library or from a friend or something don't pay for the individual issues but definitely read it because it is worth reading. And then eight through 10 being you got to own this, add it to your collection. So last time I think we started with shield breaker rating it. Didn't I believe we? So. so go with Rick Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Screw Rick Jones. I, uh, I would actually give it a five. Um, seeing the whole series. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Six for the whole series. I, I liked it. Didn't love it. I wouldn't buy all these issues. There's a couple that I would love to have. Um, but, as a whole, the whole series, it's definitely borrow worthy for me. It's not a it's not a have to have and it's definitely not trash. I think it's better than better than your medium, so I, I would say a solid six for me. Okay. I like that. I'd give it probably a six for the same reasons there are certain things that I feel like um do stand out. You know, certain characters, Quasar, Thor starts making his uh like I guess big appearance is trying to be Thor finally. Um and then I really really um Doug, the whole Captain America with PTSD, and then the final um, segment with Tony. Um, so I would probably say I'd probably say a six. Well, we're all in agreement. It is the month of Halloween, so six 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 is going around. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm definitely giving it a six. Uh, I could see giving it a six and a half. I would like to kind of go a little bit deeper into kind of like how Shieldbreaker rated this before. And I would say that if you are a Captain America fan, 400 and 401 are definitely, definitely got to own them. Yes. Like without doubt, those should be in your collection. If you're a Quasar fan, quite a few, <laughs> I would say all of the issues from Quasar are must own Iron Man and Thor's. I wouldn't as an Iron Man fan. I wouldn't want any of those. Yeah. That's like a weird hippie Iron Man anyway. So I'm not a huge fan of that. Yeah. So definitely, definitely not needed for your collection. But again, I think we're all in agreement with sixes. So if you haven't read it, please find a way to read it because it is worth reading. Even after we've spoiled literally everything that happens. With uh, some jokes along the way. Yeah. But it'll help you read it because half of it, you're going, what the heck has happened anyway? So at least you get a little bit of uh Oh, 
those guys are morons. This is actually what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you can fact check us in the comments. Uh, so, uh, Shieldbreaker, where can they find you on social media? Unfortunately, like I said, Shieldbreaker was taken. So it <laughs> is still sh- on. <laughs> You're shaking your head. Did you try Shield underscore Breaker? I did not try Shield <laughs> underscore Breaker. <laughs> Next time, this might change, but it is still on Instagram and Twitter. It is Golfendor. Okay. Uh, I'm on Instagram at JT McCausland. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram at Marvel underscore mythos on Twitter at Marvel mythos pod. You can also find a full list of upcoming topics and books that we're going to be covering on our website at Marvel mythos.com. And next week, check back because we're going to have a special Halloween themed episode and we're going to be covering Marvel zombies one through five. Woo. And also, if anyone has a spare couch, Brian and I will probably need that. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Uh, two couches. Two. I don't no, want to sleep one on the same couch. couch. Just one pull-out couch. Uh, thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. So there's an app called Hoopla, which is amazing if you have a library card, which Jake McCausland does not have, and it gets you access to all kinds of free comic books, including a whole bunch from DC. Oh, I use Overdrive for audiobooks. That's kind of works the same way. It, is it library as well, or is it torrent? Library. Really? Yeah, I connected to the public library account that I have, and I can download audiobooks. I'm I, too, use Overdrive. So Hoopla does indeed also have audiobooks and movies and regular books. So Do they have comics on tape so I could re-listen them in the car? That would be amazing, but no. Could you could I could I just have could I just have no, Morgan Freeman like reading to. this? He's Hoopla, like Epoch. Epoch takes his turn down the yellow bridge. Yeah. He that he also created with his quantum bands. Quantum bands. With his godfather. Quasar. <laughs> we got. We just got. We just gotta. We just gotta have fun with it. Hey, can I hold my mic instead? No, I definitely. Have, you not. have a stand. <laughs> I have three good stands that I'll have here in a couple weeks. Do you think I should replace the desk stands with just boom mics? I kind of like that. I kind of think it's pretty fun. Okay. You should obviously get this one a Titan. Though. <laughs> Brian disagrees. No, I'm like, man, all right, I mean, whatever. Do a combo like. I think that would be fun. I'm Captain America. I think it would My be logical fun. choice is to have the stand. Whatever's cheaper for you, Austin. Well, I already have both, so it doesn't matter. Just spend Brian's money. Uh, I don't have any money. <laughs> Not anymore. Austin spent it. <laughs> <laughs>